One of the superb parts of the coalition agreement between National and New Zealand First last year was the plans to scrap the controversial and radical RSE curriculum, sex ed, being indoctrinated in schools by harmful groups such as Inside Out and Family Planning Association. Lots of McBlog episodes on that, and we've been researching and raising the red flag about this curriculum since 2018, and last year I was travelling around the country informing parents about the radical curriculum, listening to your concerns and empowering parents to push back, and it's paid off. But the media are mad, and they've already started campaigning against it. Let's check it out. So you'll remember that in the coalition agreement between National and New Zealand First, it said this, refocus the curriculum on academic achievement and not ideology, including the removal and replacement of the gender, sexuality and relationship-based education guidelines. And it also said enforce compulsory education and address truancy, focus on doing the basics through better through emphasising reading, reading, writing and math. Whew, how unique. But that all has the media, academics and the teacher unions in a panic. I mean, fancy expecting schools to focus on reading, writing and arithmetic and not be allowed to indoctrinate our kids with the ideology that they have 112 genders to choose from and 200 plus sexualities. So let's have a look at the articles. Uh, 28th of November... Axing sexuality relationship education guidelines would be a huge mistake, warns co-writer on taxpayer-funded Radio New Zealand. And the lead writer of the sexuality and relationships education guideline is alarmed the new government has agreed to remove them. Auckland University education professor Katie Fitzpatrick said, removing the sexuality and relationship guidelines for schools was a backward step. She said the guidelines reflected huge progress in education around consent, inclusion and shifting societal norms, end quote. Oh yeah, teaching children they can choose their gender, adopt preferred pronouns, understand the role of hormone blockers, learn there's 112 genders, 200 sexualities they can choose, normalise transgender identities in primary schools, oh, and help 11 and 12 year olds know they can get confidential advice on contraceptives without parents knowing, and learning about the five types of sex, including anal and object sex, that is certainly shifting societal norms. Now, Radio New Zealand then quoted, uh, quoted PPTA Association Acting President, which is for uh, pre, uh, secondary schools, President Chris Abercrombie, who said schools needed more information from the new government. And now, to be fair to Radio New Zealand, they did also quote Emeritus Professor Sue Middleton, who wants the guidelines replaced because she disagrees with how gender is defined under them, and says that gender is not a matter of identity, but is rather a matter of biological sex. Well, that's correct. But then, the reporter rushes back to the Auckland University author, who says, quote, There was fear around gender that she thought came from a lack of knowledge. End quote. Ah, yes. So Emeritus Professor Sue Middleton's problem, and anyone who disagrees with gender ideology, is a lack of knowledge. Now, on the same day as the state radio article by Radio NZ, the state broadcaster TV One Breakfast decided to also do coverage of this issue, with the author also. 
Uh, and their one was government's plan to act sex gender guidelines in schools concerning. And speaking to breakfast, education professor uh, Katie Fitzpatrick again said the removal would be an attack on young people because it's young people that have been asking for meaningful consent, sexuality and relationship education in successive petitions to our parliament since 2017. Now that comment about petitions is real interesting and I'll come back to it shortly. Now the new report also says uh, that in a statement to One News, New Zealand First Leader Winston Peters said it's a parent's right to know what their child is being taught before, not after the event. And the replacement of current guidelines is about transparency. Correct. But there's two quick clips that I want to show you. Now, firstly, have a listen to the first question or one of the questions that was put to the professor. We do see sometimes words bandied about like ideology that sort of imply one thing but can often mean something entirely different. Can you clarify for me, is there anything ideological in the way that health and sex education is being taught at school at the moment? Now, uh, just before you see the answer, I'm pretty sure that the interviewer wants the answer to be, no, it's all based on biology and research and facts, which all parents will agree with. That's the answer I think the interviewer wanted. Uh, but here's the actual answer. Well, I think all, you know, all curriculum um, has different ideologies, of, of course. Um, but what that really means is that there's, there's different theories and different ways of approaching knowledge. Um, ideally in schools, and, and the current guidelines would suggest that, that we need to look at a range of different um, forms of knowledge, a, a range of different um, perspectives on any topic and learn about it and all of its broadness rather than, um, you know, taking out or putting in, you know, particular knowledge and suggesting that some knowledge is okay and some isn't. Yeah, uh, well, I hope you understood that. I mean, it depends what the knowledge is, she said, whether it's based on facts. Uh, I mean, that's what we want to know. Is it based on facts? Is it age appropriate? And does it harm children? Uh, but then One Breakfast wanted a request for examples. Uh, and note in the answer, apparently it's all about a discourse of fear. The curriculum at the moment, the way that it's taught, can you clarify for our audience perhaps, are there areas of concern that come up frequently with either parents or with educators? Well, I think there are, and I think we saw this in the, in the, in the election campaign, is that there are particular um, discourses of fear that, that circulate in society and people get worried. They get worried about gender. People are, um, are, are concerned currently about trans um, issues. But I think the more we talk about this and open this up for discussion and understand um, is actually better than trying to shut down the conversation. We need to have conversations about gender. Um, gender actually impacts a, a lot of our lives all of the time. It's not a scary topic. Um, you know, trans communities are not are not a threat to people who identify as a woman or identify as a man. There's the diversity of genders, and that's okay. Uh, yes, we should open it up for discussion rather than shut it down. Uh, you mean like Posey Parker? Yep, so anyway, so we've had Radio New Zealand and uh, One News have a go at it. Three days later, Stuff decided to have a shot, 1st of December, uh, and they say scrapping... Uh, sexuality education repressive repressive and backwards that's the reaction of Professor Katie Fitzpatrick 
To news the government plans to axe the sexuality and consent guidelines, she helped to write, quote, we're not in the 50s anymore. Families come in all kinds of different shapes and sizes with different gender and sexuality identities. And she said international research suggested that um, sex ed was in fact really protective and tended to delay when young people engaged in sexual intercourse. Uh, nope, not true. So Christmas and New Year came and went. And while everyone was at the beach and not thinking about their gender and preferred pronouns, Radio New Zealand thought they'd have another crack. Uh, and so January 10th, government accused of conspiracy thinking and changes to sex ed. And the union representing primary school teachers says there still has not been any consultation or guidance from the government over planned changes to the sex education curriculum a few weeks out from the school year starting. Ah, yes, that's all your children's teachers are concerned about in the middle of January, apparently, according to their union. How are they going to be able to indoctrinate your children with radical sexuality and gender ideology? Although actually, most teachers are thinking about way more important things to teach children. But NZEI President Mark Potter, that's the Union for Primary Teachers, believed the change was coming from some areas of the community who were putting pressure on schools and the ministry. Quote, a lot of it is very conspiracy-based thinking and lots of claims about what schools are supposed to be doing that they just aren't. Some very untrue statements being made about what children being taught. So we are wondering who are they pandering to with this kind of move? End quote. Well, I would challenge Mr. Potter to look at all the info we've put out on this subject and tell us if there are any untrue statements. I don't expect to hear from him because there aren't any. We have been very careful to base our concerns around actual and verifiable incidents and the written curriculum. Now, just a reminder, this is what Christopher Luxon said in the election campaign. Sex education uh, now, because sex education isn't just about sex anymore. Uh, kids at our primary schools are talk about sex, sexuality and gender. Christopher Luxon, is it a teacher's job to do that? Uh, it's both a teacher and a parental responsibility. Primarily, it should be done by the parents in the home, as teaching the basics should be done by the teachers. But equally, we expect parents to do reading, writing and maths as well, and we should expect our teachers to do sex education as they have done for many years. So you're happy with gender and everything being taught to our kids in primary? Uh, well, what, I, what, what, what has happened is that... In fairness, Are you happy with it? Well, no, I'm not, because essentially what's happened... Let me explain what's happened, because it is important. So what are you going to change? Is that the government's had a curriculum around sex education and sexuality uh, education, and it's actually got a new one, and it's issued guidance guidelines to schools and they have been variably implemented up and down the country. What I want is a really defined curriculum that's age appropriate, that experts have had a good look at, that parents are consulted and then parents still have choice if they don't want to participate. This is a they really do long answer. Okay, so that's pretty fair. But um, according to Labour's education spokesperson, Jan Tonetti, who by the way was the minister at the time who drove through the birth certificates bill, which now says you can determine the sex on your birth certificate, regardless of your biological sex. She's quoted as saying that the government's reasoning was, quote, dangerously close to cultural war rhetoric. She said, quote, I was really concerned during the election campaign that I was told by a candidate that we're just trying to transify the kids. What on earth does that even mean? I hadn't even heard of the woke gender curriculum. I had to look it up and saw that it was something that was an imported cultural war. That really concerns me. Our kids are beyond that. End quote. Uh, no, Jan, 
parents are beyond you and Labor and the Greens trying to confuse and indoctrinate kids with radical sexuality and gender material. To say that you don't know about concerns around telling children they can be transgender suggests completely out of touch. But here's the interesting bit. Radio New Zealand went back to the union president who said this, and uh, let me show you it. We will be expecting a growing up conversation around what is needed. We want to make sure that politicians don't interfere with the curriculum where they don't belong. And what we'll be looking to see is that they'll be supporting professionals and developing an inclusive education system for all children. Growing up conversations. Politicians should butt out. Well, they were fine with politicians when they were introducing this radical syllabus, but now that the politicians want to fix it and the union doesn't agree, politicians should butt out where they don't belong. Okay, got that. Interesting. Uh, it should be left up to, oh, professionals. Now note who's missing in all of this. You. Parents. Move over parents. Professionals know way more than you. Apparently. Except they don't. Your children are not their children. Remind them of that. And finally, just two weeks ago, the media must have thought, nobody's listening to us. So another article, another shot from Stuff. And January 26th, sex education changes. Scary, frightening and dangerous, union leader says. And the article says an education union leader has described the new government's plans to remove gender ideology from the sex education curriculum as scary, frightening and dangerous. Yep, it's Mark Potter, the president of the NZEIA, again, the union for primary teachers. We've actually got some great words going here, haven't we? I mean, we've got a huge mistake, concerning, repressive, conspiracy. Now we've got a scary, frightening and dangerous. But the union head for the primary schools says this. Let me show you what he said. He said there was concern a small number of ultra-conservative people believe pupils were being taught things that were not age-appropriate. But this was not the case. In some cases, teachers had unfairly received criticism from parents who had false ideas about what was being taught. They've had people uh, coming in, often being very confrontational and demanding schools stop doing things that the schools are not doing. There have been claims that five or six-year-olds are being taught sexual knowledge things around active sex. Now, that's just not happening at all. Schools do not do that, apparently. Well, nope, we've never claimed that either. Around nine years old, it may start, but we do know that the Ministry of Education has recommended that primary schools normalise transgender identities, gender ideology introduced as early as age seven, teachers are encouraged by the Ministry of Education to keep a child's gender identity issues secret from his or her parents by allowing the child to adopt a new persona while at school, including preferred pronouns. Uh, and these are some of the words in the glossary of terms that are expected to be used in primary schools. Do you want your kids to know all those words? Uh, dear Mr. Potter, it's everyday mums and dads who are concerned about this stuff, and you should be listening to their concerns. Now, just one last thing. Remember in the TVNZ breakfast clip that the academic said, quote, it's young people that have been asking for meaningful consent, sexuality and relationship education in successive petitions to our parliament since 2017. 
I decided to do a fact check on that statement and what I found out will amuse you and confirm how the media are pushing a one-sided narrative. So here's the petitions I found since 2017 on this issue. Firstly, a petition calling for better, more consistent sex education in secondary schools was handed to Parliament in 2017. Just over 5,000 people had signed a petition started by a 17-year-old high school student. Now, it wanted mates and dates to be introduced into all high schools. Yeah, mates and dates. The programme we exposed and which, which was recently dropped because it was extreme and age inappropriate and pushed gender theory. So it was started by a 17-year-old, but it was signed by people of all ages. It wasn't a school-based petition. Uh, and then there was this one in 2019. It's been signed by 8,675. And this lumped together sexual violence support services, which most people support having funding, with gender indoctrination, not just in schools, but also early childhood education, two to four-year-olds. Uh, but this one wasn't created by students, but by a left-wing site, Action Station. Uh, then there was this also more recent one, which has 4,000 signatures, although it talks about compulsory consent education, but it's basically about wanting the radical RSE curriculum, and you'll notice it says to start at year one. Yeah, five-year-olds. But this petition was started by a 24-year-old Auckland woman, so not a student. Uh, and then there was this one from the year before, and it was started by a girl in year 13. Now, there's also this recent one here. Stop New Zealand government from removing gender and sexuality education, which has a stunning 286 signatures on it. And this one from late last year, that the national curriculum includes equitable, inclusive teaching of sex education in Aotearoa, New Zealand, including the experiences of the queer, disabled, tangata whenua and refugee communities. And that has an earth-shattering 222 signatures. Signatures. I mean, how can a government ignore that one? And then there was this one. This is a really big one. Stop the removal of gender, sexuality, and relationship-based education in Aotearoa with, um, ooh, 428 signatures. So, at the very best, you could say, yes, there's been some petitions wanting sex education. A couple of them were started by students, a couple. But that doesn't mean all the signatories are students. In fact, you won't even be able to argue that all the signatories even live in New Zealand. And many people have signed all the petitions. In fact, that's very likely, given that many of the petitions were hosted on the left-wing activist Action Station website, who are actually just harvesting emails for pushing left-wing viewpoints. Keep that in mind when you get sent a petition hosted on Action Station. If you don't believe me, uh, here is a letter. Hold on, let me just get the right one. Here is a letter that was sent out just before the election encouraging people. It was sent out by Action Station encouraging people to effectively vote against right-wing parties and vote for left-wing parties, especially the Green Party. But let's be generous. Let's say, okay, up to 8,500 people agree with the academic about retaining RSE as it stands and in fact beefing it up. But that 8,500 is not purely students' signatures. Nobody can honestly say that. Have there been any 
other petitions. Hmm. Let me think. Oh, wait. There was one. Uh, this one. 30,000 signed petition to stop New Zealand schools teaching gender diversity. Why didn't our academic mention this one? You'll also note in this article that News Hub accompanies the story with a puff piece for LGBTQIABC++ hashtag. Uh, in fact, the petition was eventually submitted to Parliament with, check that, 40,668 signatures. That's more signatures than all the other ones I've mentioned combined. But the media never mentions this one. Classic, eh? Now, just finally, here's another question for you. What does the general public think about all of this? Well, there have been surveys, which the media will never tell you. They simply push one message, affirm, affirm, affirm. Gender ideology cannot be questioned. Now, we recently did some polling through a reputable market research company to find out what Kiwis actually think. Poll of 1,000 New Zealanders through Courier Market Research. Uh, so we paid for it, but it was done independently. Uh, and this is what they found. The respondents were asked a number of questions around gender ideology and the RSE program being taught in primary, intermediate and secondary schools, which we've been warning people about. And we sent this data to all media outlets in New Zealand, crickets. But here's the result. Only one in 10, 10%, think primary age children should be taught that they can choose their gender and that it can be changed through hormone treatment and surgery if they want it to be. Three out of four, 76% say that the program shouldn't be happening. 14% were unsure or refused to respond. Yep, only one in 10 support the radical aspects of the RSE curriculum. And lastly, remember the case of the high school math teacher who had his teaching registration cancelled after he refused to use the preferred pronouns and name for a 14-year-old student who was in the process of transitioning from a biological girl to a boy? We asked, should the teacher have lost his teaching licence for misgendering a trans student? Only 16% of respondents said yes. Two in three Kiwis, 65% said the teacher shouldn't lose their licence. Further 19% were unsure. It appears the Teaching Council failed to read the room, but the deregistration of the teacher sent a dangerous message that Kiwi teachers, if they're not willing to fully endorse gender ideology and tell a biological lie by pretending that a boy is a girl and a girl is a boy, then they're not fit to be a teacher. Imagine if you're a biology teacher. Your whole degree is apparently a lie. This polling, which the major media in New Zealand seem to have no intention of telling you about because it doesn't fit the narrative, confirms that the majority of New Zealanders are becoming increasingly uncomfortable with the gender ideology curriculum and agenda being rammed down in some schools. This is what New Zealanders really think. This is what New Zealand First wants to get rid of, and which the media is campaigning hard to keep indoctrinating your children with. In other words, we're calling for a return to common sense. We know it's common sense because the overwhelming majority of New Zealanders agree. It's only the media, the radical activists and academics, and many politicians that seem to be out of step with families. Music